Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. We're good. I I like it. I love it. I love it. The same way Pastor said that, you know, preaching is a, a team effort. So is the teaching, and so is this teaching Bible study slash whatever it ends up being. Time too. I I need you. You need me. We're a happy family. A great big hug. No kisses here. No kisses here. No kisses here. All right, we're gonna get started here in a second. If you want to go ahead and grab your Bibles, and if you're able to stand to your feet. Uh, it will be on the screen. Also, if you don't have your Bible or app or whatever else you may use, we're going to be in the New Testament book of 1 Corinthians, beginning of chapter, well, we'll be in chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. New Testament book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. And it will be a lengthier scripture reading. Uh, I don't apologize for its length, but I do want to uh, let you know that it will be. I won't tell you where we're ending until we get there. Until we get there, but if I don't stop after verse 3, it's because it's beyond that. It's beyond that. It's beyond that. I just want to, I know Pastor and Sister Staten aren't here right now, but I'll just look in their direction where they like to sit and um, thank them for this opportunity for allowing me to be before you again, again. All right, if everyone's there, and I hope you are, say, I got it. it. If you need more time, say, I need more time. Ah, everybody's together. First Corinthians chapter 10, uh, beginning of verse 1. The Bible does say, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Verse 3, And did eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Verse 6, now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Verse 9, neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happened unto them for examples. And they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Verse 12, wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to 
bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from idolatry. And finally, verse 15 says, I speak as to wise men. I speak as unto wise men, judge ye what I say. Judge ye what I say. For the time that is ours this morning to share, I just want to spend some time on, on this subject. As I say and do. As I say and do. If you wouldn't mind helping me uh, to pray before we get into this thing. Lord, I thank you this morning for bringing us to this moment, to this opportunity, to this time and place. Not coincidentally, not accidentally, but uh, prophetically, Lord God, it was spoken a long time ago that we would be here, Lord Jesus, to, to learn, to grow, to build, to be strengthened, to be empowered, Lord Jesus, to be, to be led, to be guided, Lord Jesus, by your word and, and by your spirit. And I'm so glad that we all met here this morning in this place. I'm so glad that every single person that's here is in fact here, Lord Jesus, and you're here, Lord. You're the most important person that came today, Lord Jesus. You're the one we all came for, Lord Jesus, and I pray that whatever you want for us to receive today from your word, that we do in fact receive it. Whatever you want us to see today, God, we do in fact see it. Whatever you want us to hear today, God, that we do in fact Hear it if it's something for us to believe from you and in you today. Let us believe it today, Lord God. Let us not leave even this uh, Sunday school hour the same as we came into this place. But even in this moment, in this time, let a transformation already begin to happen. God, I look forward to you. Jesus, how you're going to express yourself in this day, Lord God. And as we share this time together, Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor and we say everything and do it in Jesus' name. And if you would, yeah, clap your hands unto the Lord. A shout of triumph might also be in kind unto him. And if you would, and as you can, you may be seated. You may be seated this morning. So, so whether you, you know it or not, and whether you want it to be true and to be your reality or not, I, I want you to know, everyone in this place, I want you to know that, that, that you're a leader, right? Some of you, that might be a dirty word. Right? It's not a dirty word. It's a good word. You're a leader, all right? You're, you're a leader, all right? You're, you're a leader of, of men, all right? How, humanity, all right? That's a lot of people. Humanity is literally looking at you, all right? They're looking at me. They're looking at us to, to see the, the very image of God. Right? If you go back to the beginning of the book, we're made in his image. And, 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 and when they look at us, that's what they're expecting to see. All right? They're expecting to see us. Right? But they really want to see the God that's in us. So we have, we have a responsibility to them that, that, yeah, they may indeed see us, but we have a responsibility as leaders to ensure that they are, in fact, seeing the God that's in us. I really don't want to confuse anyone this morning. I really want to be as clear as possible. And that's not always my strength and my strong suit. I try to be very clear. But this morning, I'm going to be very intentional that, that if they're seeing us but not seeing the God that's in us, then we're not, we're not setting a very good example. See, because I said we're leaders. We're leaders of men. Humanity itself is looking at us to see the very image of God. And if they can't see him in us, then, then who are they going to see it in? 
If we're failing in our job, if we're, if we're failing in our responsibility, then, then shame on us. All right, shame on us. And, and look, uh, today we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about today being, being good examples. We're going to talk about godly character. We're going to talk about being uh, witnesses all right, to the most high God. So this is, this is encouraging. This is, this is good today. But it can also be heavy because the, the responsibility is heavy. I said humanity is looking at us. I said that's a lot of people. The burden can be heavy. It can be weighty, but not beyond us. Not above the ability that God has given us to handle it. Because every single one of us can handle that, the task. Every one of us is up to the task and, and up to the challenge. Everyone can be a full-functioning and very efficient leader in this capacity. In our opening text, we read of several uh, actions. We read about the account, really, of the children of Israel. And we read about some, some things they did, some actions that, that were not pleasing to God. God did not like some of the things they were, they were doing. In verse 11 of, of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Bible tells us that these things that we read were, were written as an admonition. Big words simply means warning. Hey, I'm going to write these things down and, and, and show you what they did, show you the examples that they set, but also it's an admonition, it's a warning that you don't do these things. <laughs> don't do these things. If, 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 to the best of your ability, don't let these things be a part of your legacy. When people describe you, don't let them start with these things. When people talk about their experiences with you, don't let them start with these things. When you start telling stories about how good your weekend was, don't start with these stories. <laughs> That's not the kind of leadership that we're looking for here. Right? It's not the kind of leadership that, that we're looking for, but these things were given to us as a warning, right? Don't do these things. These things do not please God. It was a lengthy um, reading this morning. Some of you got tired. You wanted to sit around verse 11. I felt it. I felt it. But you didn't. You stayed with me. You stayed with me. But some of the things we read about, we read about the children of Israel. Verse 6 told us that, that they lusted after evil things. Leaders shouldn't be lusting after evil things. Verse 7 said that they, that they engaged in idolatry. They put some things before their God. They substituted some things for God. Good leaders, we're not going to replace God and try to put things above him and try to substitute things out for him. Verse 8 said, they, said that, they were, that they were sinful. It said that they engaged in, 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 in sexual sin and fornication. Verse 9 says that they tempted the Lord. Don't tempt him, y'all. Verse 10 said that they murmured against the Lord. They, they expressed discontent with the things of God. They did all these things, and, and, and God was not pleased with these things because they, they're the children of God. They're the children of Israel. That This is not the way God's people should be behaving. This is not how other nations, when other nations think about the people of Israel, they should not be thinking about all these things. They should not be thinking about how they lusted after evil things and murmured against the God that has been so good to them. 
when they speak of their life and speak of their experiences, they shouldn't be depressing and discouraging people, but they should be encouraging people and, and empowering people. And though we are not those people, we should be the same as them. That as we are telling our stories, as we are sharing our testimonies, as we are witnesses, uh, witnessing, as we are, as we are living our lives out loud, our lives should not be discouraging to people. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, our lives should not be depressing to people. People should not leave conversations with us uh, perplexed. If you're talking to someone about the things of God on Monday, then you're talking about the things of the club on Tuesday, they're perplexed, they're confused. Recently, recently, I, uh, <laughs> recently my cousin told me that he went to a, a, a supposed uh, gospel concert. I'm not going to name names of who the people were. I'm not going to do that. This is live stream. Yo, hey, y'all, y'all doing? But some of the stories that he was telling me about some of the things that happened. First of the people that were on stage supposedly giving God the glory and giving God the praise, I was perplexed. And certainly the stories he told me of the people that were beside him equally perplexed me. Some of the things that they were doing and engaging in in this supposed place of worship. Yeah, it was some worship going on, but I, I, I think these were more, uh, it was more idolatrous than anything. But, but I, I left perplexed in the conversation, and that, that ought not to be. That ought not to be. The, the people of God should not be perplexing because of the lives that we lead, because of, 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 of the things that we do and the, the things that we engage in. We shouldn't be perplexing. We should, our lives should be bringing clarity to people. Our lives, there should be something. When we lead people, there shouldn't be perplexity. There should be, it should be revelatory, right? That's what should be happening. People should be leaving. Now, they may be thinking about stuff, but it is, you know, there's some clarity there. Like, but if they're leaving confused, uh, we're doing something wrong. We're leading, but we're leading in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, we're setting an example, but we're setting the wrong Example, right? We're setting the wrong example. And so I already talked about it. Today I want to talk about, I want to talk about briefly now, the time that is left, the people that we impact every day, right? The people whose lives that we have influence over. Right? We, uh, talking about us exuding godly character and Christian character as we are witnesses, right, to this world, as we're witnesses to this world. I already gave you my subject, right, as I say and do, as I say and do. But that was inspired by a more common saying, and, and some of you may be, may be familiar with this saying, and some of you may have said it, yeah, I already, I already feel it, I feel the spirit, oh, Lord. Mm. <laughs> some of you may have said it a time or two yourself, all right? If you know what say with me, you said, do as I say and not as I do, mm. Do as I say and not as I do. And if you're not familiar with that, maybe you heard it this way, uh, same thing, just worded differently. Don't do what I'm doing or have done. Do it differently. Do what I say and pay no attention to my actions. Even my actions do not speak louder 
than my words. But the more common is, is do as I say, not as I do. However it, it, you've heard it, however it's been said, it doesn't matter. The intended meaning is the same. It, it means to what, pay attention to the words, but not my actions. Listen to what I'm saying, but don't worry about what you see me doing. Right? <laughs> you know, and, and often when, you know, the speaker is saying this, they know as they're saying the words, they know they shouldn't be saying it. You know the times you said it as I know the times I've said it. I, look, it didn't matter who I was talking to. As I was saying it, I knew, don't say that. You know, ah, because you know what they're thinking. What do you mean? They're looking at you like, don't listen to you, but don't do what you man. But we do it, right? But the speaker is very much aware, right, of, of their mistakes, their own imperfections. But, but in that moment, none of that matters. In that moment, none of that matters. Just listen to me, but don't do what I do. All right? Why? No, no explanation is given why. All right? Parents, no explanation is given why. <laughs> right? <laughs> no explanation. All right? Because there's some relationships, right, where, where uh, this, 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 this concept is just, it's just accepted without exp uh, explanation. It, it, we don't need it. I talk about parents, or it might be siblings, uh, the older siblings to the younger siblings, maybe a coach-athlete relationship, student-teacher relationship. It doesn't matter. If I say do as I say, not as I do, it just don't ask me why. I really can't tell you why. Just do it. Just do what I say. And don't question me. No more. All right? That's what we're saying. And, look, that may be... No judgment zone, because I said I've been in the same place. I've said it. I've said it. All right? I've said it. I was willful and bold. You know, I didn't blink. I didn't bat an eye. Right? I didn't stutter. And they went on about their business. All right? But, but I knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong in, 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 in whatever relationship and in, in whatever context that I did say it. But as I started to really uh, prepare and, 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 and get into this lesson for this morning, I really was like, yo, that, man, that's, I can't do that. I'm a child of God. I can't be, I can't be telling people to do what I say, not as I do. Right? What kind of example is that setting? And I have to be honest with myself, it's a bad example. Not a very good example at all because I had to admit to myself that that, that that was not reflective of a child of God. It wasn't for me to just, because what, what are we doing at that moment? We're being hypocrites. That's what we're doing. I mean, there's no other way to, to parse it, to say it. Well, I probably could, but I, I didn't. I just said we hypocrites. Right? You, me, all of us, hypocrites. Right? And that, we that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're not supposed to be, be hypocrites, all right? When we, look at, when we look at the fruits of the Spirit, right, right, we call them love, joy, peace, right, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance, hypocrite. No, what? No, they didn't. <laughs> it's not one of the fruits of the Spirit, y'all. It's not. So how can I then 
how could I then be willfully a hypocrite? It's one thing if you didn't mean to, all right? It's one thing if you didn't mean to, but, but in that moment, we meant to, all right? We make mistakes, we make bad decisions, but, you know, when we mean to, that's when we got to check ourselves. But that's what we're doing. We're being hypocrites, right? We're not being very good examples. We're not, being, we're not exuding that Christian character that we need. We're not, we're not showing that God that we're supposed to be showing, right? They're not seeing God. They're just seeing Dre in that moment. All right? And that, that not ought to be so. That ought not to be so. That sounded better. This, uh, this phrase, do as I say, not as I do, has been around for a long time. Been around for a long time. The first time we saw it in print was in 1654 by the author John Selden all right, in the book Table Talk. But really, well before 1654 and this book Table Talk, right, if we go back to the pages of, of the book of Matthew in the New Testament, that's really where it originated. The concept of do as I say, not as I do. So Matthew chapter 23, King James Version says, says this, beginning in verse 1. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Verse 3, All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do, but do not ye after their works. For they say and do not. Make it a little clearer. Uh, English Standard Version says it like this. Jesus said unto the crowds and to the disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. And, and so that could be a literal seat where the Pharisees are taught from. Or it could just mean literally the, the authority and power that God gave them as he gave to, to Moses. right? But either way, th- they had recognized authority. They had recognized power to, to, to teach and to influence and impact people's lives. But Jesus said in verse 3, so do and observe whatever they tell you. So look at them, hear them, but Jesus was like, don't do what they do. Why? Because they preach and do not practice. All right? So when we say, do as I say, not as I do, Jesus is saying, hey, you preaching, but you're not practicing what you preach. And it ought not be so. All right? It ought not be so. We are not walking in good Christian character if we're saying a whole lot of stuff that sounds good, but we're not doing any of that stuff that sounds good. We're talking a good game, talking a big game, but we ain't doing the big game. We look good, but we're not good. We can make it sound real cute, sound real pretty, but we're, we're just big hypocrites. So the witness that we should be to the world, the good God, the examples that we should be to the world, we are not. What we're doing is we're continuing this cycle that literally started thousands of years ago. Yo, we got to stop the cycle. This is what the children of Israel did. This is what the, the first century church was doing. We're the 21st century church. We, at some point, we got to stop. We got to jump off this train. We just have to. At some time, we have to decide to 
start walking in our calling. Because when we talk about stuff like that, walking in our calling, we're like, oh, yeah, you mean get behind the pulpit and preach? Nah. I'm talking about impacting all those lives and influencing all those lives you meet and see every single day. And I'm not just talking about the people you know by first name or even last name. I'm talking about the stranger behind you at Walmart. I'm talking about the one that you're like, ah, you know, it's all good. I ain't going to see them again. <laughs> if I drive fast enough, they can't catch me. I won't see them never again. <laughs> they didn't get my tag. I'm good. I'll never come back to this restaurant again. I don't care if I don't give no tip. Uh-oh. <laughs> I ain't going to ask you who you were, but mm, my goodness, my goodness. <laughs> but we can't be that way. We can't, we can't preach, but don't practice what we preach. That's, that's, that's not walking in our intended calling. Right? That's not walking in our, that's not, that's not displaying godly character. The witness, right, that we're presenting is not good. It's not good. I'm going to jump, you know, jump kind of around a little bit. But, hey, we should, be, we should be leading people to the Lord, not running people away from church. Right? Yeah. I probably deserves a clap. I don't know. <laughs> we should be leading people to the Lord, not running away people from the church. Hey, if your lifestyle is running people away from the church, check yourself. Check yourself. I can't check you. I'm not God. Check yourself before God check you. You see? Because you do have a purpose. You got a job. And the Lord wants you to be the best employee he's ever had. I don't know if you've ever been fired from a job. It's only some of us in here that can have that testimony. But I don't know. It might be one of your Angelitas that might have been fired from a job and was, and was happy about it. But most people that get fired, we're not happy about it. It's not a good day. You know. And some of y'all might have been fired. They didn't even bring you back to the office. You just got a phone call. Don't come back. We don't keep your hat and your tie. We don't need you. But it's in any regard, it's not good to get fired, Joe. And certainly you don't want to get fired by God. Mm. You don't want to get fired by God. You want to keep this job. This is a good job. I heard it. I echo it. This is a good job. The greatest benefits ever. Come on now. The greatest benefits ever. <laughs> don't get fired from this job. Why? Some of y- Look, some of y'all, I don't need this job. I get another job. You get fired from this job, ain't no better job. There's no better job. You go, you can work for the other guy. He ain't got the same benefits. Different retirement plan. <laughs> I'm just saying, just be careful what you wish for. Careful, don't get fired from this job though. Right? Don't get fired from this job. Um, I told us in the beginning that we're all capable. And, and actually more than capable and, and more than equipped to be very successful witnesses for the Lord. All right? We are more than capable and more than able to every day 
live our lives with good, godly, Christian character. We just are. We are. We've got so many examples. Look, look we, we need to go to the Word, right? <laughs> For the greatest example and examples, all right, of how we should live our lives. But, but really, truly, and I'm speaking to this place only, 21650 Chancellor's Run Road, there are many examples in this place, all right, of brothers and sisters waking up every day with the intention of living good, godly, Christian character-filled lives. So you can do it. We can do it. And we can do it well. We can do it with a smile on our faces. We can do it knowing that we're blessed. We can do it knowing that we're highly favored of the Lord. We can do it knowing that I got the best thing going every single day, right? Every single day without fear, without, without trepidation. We, we display good Christian character. We walk the walk and, and we talk the talk. We make our calling and our election sure. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning at verse 24, the Bible says this, speaking of the apostle Paul, says, of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck, and night and a day I have been in the deep. Verse 26, in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, people I know, right? in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. Verse 27, in weariness and painful, pain, yeah, painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Finally, verse 28, besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of the churches. So here, and I didn't read all of it, but but Paul's just talking about every so many of the experiences that he encountered every day trying to walk the walk and, and talk the talk. Every day as Paul was trying to be an example to fellow believers of how to live this life, you know, there were consequences. <laughs> there are consequences to the way you live. Everybody don't like it. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what everybody else thinks. I don't care what everybody else wants. I don't care what everybody else likes. Is what I'm doing pleasing to God? <laughs> then I'm going to keep on doing it. If what I'm doing is pleasing to God, then I know I'm doing the right thing. Because I know back, back in Corinthians we read, <laughs> it said that these things displeased God. And it wasn't good. <laughs> these, <laughs> we talk about they were lost wandering in the wilderness. We know that story. Why? Because the things they did, they displeased God. And again, there's consequences to displeasing God. I know there's consequences to people not agreeing with the things that I do uh, in my attempt and my desire to, to serve the Lord. And there may be consequences to that. They may not talk to me anymore. That's okay because God's still talking to me. Right? They may say, well, I can't be around you anymore because, well, that's okay because he's with me always. I, I don't, I want, I want you to be here too. I want you to be with me, but understand that I ain't, do, I ain't doing this thing for you, right? Because all the glory belongs to God, right? At the end of the day, 
at the end of the day, everything that we're doing, everything that we're doing, the way that we're living, the way that we live our lives, the way that we're raising our kids, the way that we show up to work, the way that we, the way that we carry ourselves, it's, it's, it's not for my glory. It's not for your glory. He deserves the glory. All the glory belongs to him. And if I ever forget that, if I ever forget that, then when my best friend doesn't want to talk to me anymore because I go to church too much, then I might be like, well, I won't go to church as much then. We can hang out on Sundays and watch the game. Well, when I do that, I, I stop giving him some of the glory. Then I start to give some to my friend. I start to give some to me. And then I, that's, that's the wrong direction. I'm, my, the glory now is not going vertical, but now I'm stuck in this horizontal phase and you ain't going nowhere if everything you're doing is horizontal. It's got to be vertical. It's got to be back towards God. He deserves all the glory. He's worthy of it all. All things come from him and all things go back to him. There's no detour with Jesus. It's direct, right? Direct connection. Direct connection. So the things that we do, it doesn't matter if we displease other people. Our lives should not be about, our lives should not be about offending people. And if you continue to read on, if you continue to read on in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul talks about that. He talks about, you know, the things that we do uh, uh, offending people, right? And, and we, we do not intend to offend people with, with our lifestyle, but we also don't apologize for our lives either because they didn't save us. Right? Right? They don't bless us. Right? I'm not uh, favored because of what they do for me. I'm not even favored because of what I do for myself. Right? Everything I do and you do, we owe it to God. Right? We owe it to God. Don't get that twisted. Don't get that twisted. Talked about Paul had these experiences because, because he was trying to be a good example to fellow believers. And because of his example, because of his lifestyle, there were, there were consequences. And, and, and Paul lived through them and he told us about them, but it didn't stop him. All right? Yeah. Some things may go sideways because you're so faithful to the house of God, but that's okay. You're, you're doing what you're supposed to do. God's going to take it. Look, man, we got to have faith that God knows exactly what's going on. He sees it all because he does. Right? And he's working it out on our behalf. The whole thing is that if we stop and, and focus on, on, on everything that's going sideways, then we're not going to be able to put the focus on God. So how about this? How about we stop focusing on things that are going sideways and we just put our focus on God? Because the Bible does talk about that we'd be in perfect peace. Right? If we keep if our minds are stayed on him. Don't say nothing about keeping our eyes on our problems. Right? Doesn't say anything about keeping our eyes on calamity. No, no. We focused on him. Right? And that's where the peace is. That, so that's what Paul did. Right? Paul just kept trucking along. Paul just kept, Paul just kept you know, uh, uh, his feet firmly planted and grounded in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Right? Right? He said, I, I preach him and him crucified. He... he <laughs> He knew his real purpose, right? He knew uh, exactly what he needed to do and how he was going to get there, right? Was not by worrying about man and man's displeasure, 
Again, we don't intend to offend, but we got to make sure that we're pleasing the Lord, right? We got to make sure that we're, that we're pleasing the Lord. Paul was a, Paul was a, as I say and do kind of guy, right? Paul led by example. Everywhere he went, as he planted churches, as he, as he ministered, he, he led by as I say and do. First Corinthians chapter 11 and 1, he, he says this, he says, he says, uh, paraphrasing, follow me as I follow Christ. Because he knew what, he had the revelation of what the greatest example of Christian character is in Christ Jesus himself. So Paul said, look, follow me. Because I'm following Christ. Where he goes, I'm trying to go too. And if you go, we all be in a good place together. All right? Just follow me. Just do what I do. All right? But do what I do and what I say. Because with Paul, it was as I say and do. He knew that, look, I'm going to follow Christ because I can't go wrong that way. I'm going to follow my Lord and Savior because I can't go wrong that way. Hebrews 4 and 15 says it this way, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. And I like for here too, the English Standard Version said it, says it this way, for we do not have an high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Because we're weak, y'all. Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, but without sin. So the thing about it is, yeah, we're following Christ, right? And he knows exactly what we're going through. He knows exactly what, what we're dealing with, but, but he is our help. He is our aid. He is our, he is our asset because we're not perfect. Are you not perfect? I'm not perfect. <laughs> but we're working towards a perfection in Christ. Right? I repeat it. I reiterate it. I say it again for your hearing. We're not perfect. Right? I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But we're working towards perfection in, in Christ Jesus. Right? Because it's in him. Right? Everything we're doing, it's, it's in him. That's where we're going to find perfection, but not here. Right? But we're working towards that thing. We're walking towards that thing. The fruit the food of our lives should be that we're leading people to Christ, and I already said it, not that we're running people away from the church, all right? The, the fruits of the Spirit that, that we bear should not be the same examples, right, that we, that we read about with the children of Israel, all right? What comes after us or even what precedes us, right, should not be the lust for evil things. It should not be idolatry. It should not be tempting God. It should not be murmurings and discontent with God. No, but, but the, the fruit should be the, the fruit of the Spirit, which I mentioned before. The things that go before us, the, thing that, the things that follow us, right? The things that follow us should be uh, uh, love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance, all that stuff that comes from where? God, all right? Comes from what? The Spirit that's in, inside of us, right? He reinforces those things in us. That's how when those things come from us, Right? That's what brings clarity to the people that we impact and influence. All right? Now, um, when, when we leave someone, right, and they're, they're better, they're better after we left them than when we got them because we're talking about the joy of the Lord that is our strength, not what our look on our faces like somebody stole our lunch money. 
but true representation that he is my joy, we leave them better than when we first got to them. That's the example that we set. When after speaking with someone, right, they feel a peace. That should be our intention. Not that they leave more frustrated than before we left, because now they're trying to look at our lives and the contradiction and the hypocrisy of our lives. If we're doing it that way, we're doing it wrong. We're doing it wrong. I'm almost finished. We're moving to a close. Galatians chapter 5. Uh, yeah, we'll do it. Galatians chapter 5, verse, uh, beginning of verse 19. We'll read 19 through 21. Right? Galatians 5, 19 through 21. 19 says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, uh, lasciviousness, uh, sinful behavior. Uh, verse 20, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies. Verse 21, envyings, murders, uh, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they would do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Right? So just more. These are, these are when, we're, when we're telling our story, when, 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 we're, when, we are, when we are telling our story, when we are living our lives out loud, these things should be uh, our past, not our present. Not our current, not our right now, not our last night, not our this morning, not our now. Right? Should be in the past. And 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 somebody like, yeah, but last night was the past. No, I'm talking about under the blood. I'm, I'm talking about under the blood. I'm talking about under the water. I'm talking about not in you. Not because you're perfect, right? Not because you're perfect, but you're, you're walking towards perfection in him because he's, he's guiding you to him. He's leading you to him. And as God is leading us to him, then well, we're taking people with us. All right? As God is leading us, we look behind us. a long line of people behind us following us as we do what? Like Paul, as we follow Christ, that's what we should be doing. That's how we know that we're living godly lives. That's how we know that we're exuding godly character. Right? That's how we know that we're in the will of God. Right? That's how we know that we're in the will of God. Right? We look behind us, and it's a whole bunch of people following us. Right? Follow us, not chasing us down with pitchforks and, and, and axes. Because we don't confuse them, perplex them, mess them up, confuse them. I think I said that twice. That's how bad it was. That's not, that's not, that's not who we ought to be. That's not who we ought to be. But we should be looking behind us. There should be people following us uh, because we're, 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 we're heading towards Christ. All right? We're following Christ Jesus. We're, we're staying in this thing. We're committed to this thing. We're living this thing the best way that we can live this thing. And you can stand with me. I'm, I'm going to shut it down here as we're heading closer to that 1130 hour. I've talked about the fruits of the Spirit. I'll give it to us now. Galatians 5 and 22, Galatians 5 and, and 22. One final scripture for you, though, uh, Proverbs 11 and 30. The Bible said, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. 
Yo, he that winneth souls is wise. That's where, that's where we need to be. We need to be among the wise because our lifestyles are allowing us to win people, not to ourselves, but to the Lord. We're leading people to the Lord by, by what? Our godly lifestyles. By what? Our, gad, our godly character. Is we're leading people to Christ. We're leading people to Christ. The danger of do as I say and not as I do is that, unfortunately, it reveals the true condition of our hearts, right, to us and to the world, right, to everyone that we influence and impact. We say we love, but it's, a, it's an empty love, all right? We say we have, we have faith, but it's a, it's, we're a little faith. We say that truly God has turned our morning into joy, but we're not acting like it. When we show up to work in the morning, it takes about 45 minutes for people can really tell that. <laughs> church wasn't that good last night? No, nah, church was great. Can't tell. It ought not to be so. The greatest witness that we have to this lost and dying world is the life that we live. Right? The example that we set before them, right? The example that we set before them, and I'm, I remember I told everyone, not just the people we know, but everyone that we influence and everyone that we impact. Can we raise our hands this morning as we are dismissed? Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you for your word, Jesus, truly. Thank you, Lord, me for, for using me to, to, to walk through the scriptures with your people. I thank you for directing us with the scriptures, Lord God, for showing us a good path, a necessary path, for showing us how to, Lord God, for showing us why to, Lord Jesus. I, I'm so grateful that we're here learning together, growing together, building together, strengthening ourselves together. I'm so glad that we're attached to you, Lord God, with no end in sight, Lord Jesus. I'm glad we're attached to you, God, with no end in sight, Lord God. I pray you, God, will help us to continue to be great witnesses to you, Lord, to everyone that we influence, to everyone that we impact in Jesus. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus. I'm gonna wait on you, Jesus.